This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fees. Everybody lies. Our House MD review show. We've we've been getting some good. We've been getting some good views on this. We've we've got a lot of people that uh, that have been clamoring for a House podcast, apparently, and we are we're it. We're the one. <laughs> That you're gonna that you're gonna get because there are no other choices out there basically, uh, so you're welcome and we're absolutely sorry. <laughs> but thank you for listening though. Yep, absolutely. This so so this episode, uh, well, I'm just gonna get right into it. Just rip this bandaid off. Is no, this episode is fidelity. Fidelity episode seven, I believe. Uh, yay! Maybe I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't know how we'll see, but uh, well, I'll see when I edit this and, and see what number I put next to it. If if there's if it's it, uh, it's seven. Look at your phone right now. Does it say seven fidelity? Then 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 that's it. Well, it does it say seven. Everybody lies. Colon fidelity. And not seven from uh, Married with Children either. No, and not seven the the David Fincher movie. No. Okay. Anyway, so, Fidelity. This episode begins with a couple of bros just uh, jogging. just Discussing the most recent episode of Entourage. Yeah, they're talking about uh, going to to mybookie.ag <laughs> using the promo oh. code late fees. Okay, so we were going to mention that like within five seconds. <laughs> I, I love I love our sponsors so much. I couldn't help it. <laughs> I, found, I found So because the show is called Everybody Lies, you have to lie to me about <laughs> what we're doing in the episode right before it. Yeah, we weren't we weren't supposed to do the ad, but <laughs> I, I guess you don't have any fidelity to me, Mark. This and the uh, other episode guest spots. <laughs> I saw an opening and I decided to take it. <laughs> an opening? You mean a pause in the conversation? <laughs> Every pause is an opportunity to, for, for more uh, for for more marketing. But uh, this episode is called BookieMagic.ag. Make make Bookie.ag. Do you want to please your wife? Then you need money. <laughs> And jeez, oh, what are, what are you doing to please your wife? If you if if you want to have a happy marriage, because fi- fighting about money is probably the the thing that people fight about the most. I would say so. If you want to have a happy marriage, you need money so you don't fight about money. So go to mybookie.ag, use promo code late fees, get double the amount of of deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars. You get a free thousand bucks. And then bet on the Lions and Barry Sanders to win in 1997. Parlay that. <laughs> That's Do you know if at uh, at dot ag. Uh huh. Make make bookie. Is that what? My bookie. Mybookie.com. Ag slash. Mybookie.ag. Do you know if it's possible to open an account and then open a second account, then take your bonus money and lose it to your other account while you're dual logged in, and then just make a free thousand dollars? Probably, I would guess that's possible. Yet another reason to check out mybookie.ag. Yeah, see if you can game the system. 
Ah, but anyways, and uh, so... tell them that the skeptical skeptic sent you to do so. <laughs> so, so there's two bros jogging, and they're they're talking about uh, their relationships. And the one guy, this guy, I mean, I guess we find out why, but this guy gets so fucking Creepy. personal with his friends. He's like, hey, you must be, because the one guy is kind of like not feeling well, like his stomach kind of hurts, I mm-hmm. think is what it is. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, he's like, what's the matter? Uh, not have enough sex with your wife? He's like, what? <laughs> well, you guys, you guys having problems, aren't you? Did you have sex this morning? Yeah, you fucked her, didn't you? Did she like a doggy? Come on, bud. It's basically what he says. The guy, the main character guy is, is I think his name's David Purcell or something like that. He's from Prison Break. Oh, okay. That's what I recognize him from. I have never seen Prison Break. Uh, it was the first I mean, yeah, so, was good. Yeah, so he goes home and uh, much to our surprise, they uh, pull a trick on us because he's not the one who's sick. It's his wife who's lying in bed and she's been there for three days, I think he says. Yeah, she's been lying in bed for three days and he doesn't see that as a problem, like for some reason. Yeah, what's funny is like he, she's really irritable always trying to get her up and like she snaps at him and that's what he do. That's what it's a problem to him. Yeah, she hits him and he's like, okay, pull the fuck up. <laughs> he's like, oh, it's been a plus in three days, you know? She's just been kind of laying there. Yeah. I've been able to go out and discuss my sexual habits with my friend. while. Jo- <laughs> I did have sex with her this morning because she didn't put on much of a fight. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, so, but yeah, she's like, life. yeah, she's like irritable. Um, Does she go to the clinic or do they, I don't know if they even address the clinic. No, I think she just, she just shows up like, if, if from, from memory... And I saw, I watched this a couple days ago. I'm pretty sure that she's just there. Oh, oh, no, that's what it is. Cameron wants him to take the case. So they didn't, they didn't necessarily come to Princeton Plainsboro. Um, they've been to a bunch of different doctors at this point. Uh, you know, supposedly some time has passed. And Cameron wants him to take the consultation. And he's like, uh, what's the first thing that you ask a doctor uh, when they want you to take a consult? And she's like, you know, symptoms, or I can't remember what she says, something like that. And he's like, why? You ask them why. Why do you want, why this case? What interests you about this case? Why do you want me to take this case? And um, then he's like, give me the file, I'll take it. And she's like, and he's like, I think your interest is interesting. So um, right. that's why he decides to take the case. Because he thinks it's uh, interesting for uh, Cameron, that Cameron wants it. Yeah, and so House, you know, immediately goes, oh, she's probably got, like, you know, some depression, yeah. Real time. Um, she has a fever as well, and I think they, for some reason they say that depression's been ruled out. I don't know how they can rule that out, but they say it's not the case. Well, he says, House says that um, that her symptoms don't really fit depression, I guess. I mean... I don't know if it's um I don't know if it's because she's got a fever. There like some of them are still like I think Foreman too is still arguing for um you know for it being depression. Uh but you know he's like cuz Foreman keeps keeps mentioning it in the differential diagnosis and he's like uh you know house keeps shooting it down basically saying that he doesn't think that depression is causing And I think it, I think I think in this episode Foreman is just like opposing house just to test him really it's really kind of interesting the way he like i mean he 
I like how Foreman is always like to say he always like you know is very like headstrong and he he always has you know a really good idea and he you know he sticks to his guns unlike you know fucking Chase and Cameron who like will do whatever House says. Yep, absolutely. Like they, you know, House would say, "Oh, this guy's an alien." They're like, "Okay, we'll run some tests poorly." <laughs> that kind of comes but, up later. Yeah, but you know, House uh, you know tells them to redo the blood test and do an MRI, and then so you know they tell them that they think it might be a tumor is their guess. Yeah. So that's what the MRI is for. They don't find any lesions or masses. Um, the husband's kind of upset that she's taking forever, and then she just starts having a seizure and like throwing up everywhere. Yeah, and basically, so they look at the. She has a seizure, so they think, like at first, they think that yeah, they're definitely right that it's a tumor, and um, you know, they look and like you said, there's no sign of a tumor, and even Foreman kind of says, uh, or no, I think it's just House. House says that. Uh, you know, if the, no, Foreman does. Foreman says if the tumor's small enough, then it, it might not show up on um, a contrast MRI. And uh, basically, House says, look, if, you know, uh, if it, it would have to be like the size of a grain of sand to not show up on this. Um, on this right, he said, if, yeah, if it were that small, it would show up as how sensitive this machine is. Yeah, and he's like, and if it is there and it's that small, it's not causing the, these kind of problems. So oh, yeah, it, it can't be that. Yeah, and the beast story comes in fairly quickly in this episode because uh, mm-hmm. there's a woman who's uh, kind of having like these weird symptoms. Like she feels sick, I think it is. Isn't that what it is? And like she's like kind of tired all the time. Yeah, she's tired. Not to the degree that the main... And that's she's that's a, to the degree the main uh, the main case I guess is she's just you know feels kind of like kind of just shitty all the time and shortness of breath she's got shortness of breath and um, yeah yeah that's a shortness of and, breath and uh, like you know tiredness yeah so he calls in uh, Wilson and the reason he calls in Wilson is because this woman has like the most giant breasts I've ever seen. oh yeah yeah it's like like it's like they're like they're like aggressively large yeah. She says a uh, you know a present to her husband for his fortieth birthday. She's like a preschool teacher. Um, so Kyle's kind of suspects that it might be like some kind of um, you know like a toxic you know poisoning from the implant. Mm-hmm. And he you know he, like I said he calls Wilson in because Wilson's kind of a lonely guy and he's his friend. He's like oh Wilson would lo- Wilson likes this. Yeah, exactly. Which you know of course you could never do uh, today because they'd be oh my god they're sexually harassing exploiting this woman they sh- they're rapists uh, go to jail. And then they would put, you know, a house, uh, the Hugh Laurie in jail as well. Yeah, exactly. But he, uh, yeah, he calls him down there. I think it's funny, too, when they when they walk out, um, uh, Wilson goes, so that's what breasts look like. <laughs> and, of course, Cuddy's standing right there. Yeah. And that factors in quite a bit because what happens is uh, Wilson just kind of hangs out with the group, like, during the diagnosis process. Like, before this, he's only kind of like a, like a, you know, he's a secondary character. He shows up, he talks to House. He's never really on screen for long periods of time, but in this episode, he's he's all over the episode. Yeah, it's clear they want to make him more a part of things. And for this first season, they sort of struggle to figure out how to how to work them into the story, but eventually they, eventually they will. Eventually they find their stride and how to best utilize him and how to best. Uh, and he really does probably become the the best. And in a lot of ways, the most funny character um, in the series, once they, they kind of figure out how to use him. 
Yeah, the actor who plays Wilson's really good. His name, I know he's in um, Dead Poet Society. Isn't it, it's like Sean something? I'm not sure. Yeah, Sean William Scott. No. Wilson Patrick. It's a... Yeah, it's Sean Sean Leonard. Sean Michael Leonard or Sean How... Sean Robert Leonard or something that's like that? The, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I thought of that like his exact moment you started seeing it. But, but um, Wilson's an oncologist, so... Um, he tells him uh, some terrifying news, which is he says there's a certain type, like a, a, there's a syndrome you can get that's a result of breast cancer, but sometimes the cancer's not present, but you're still suffering from like this like other symptom. Yeah, it's pits. They they use this sometimes because this is sort of so. This can be in an epi- in a show where it's medical mysteries. This can be kind of a like a red herring. Uh, that's good. It's good to be. Yeah. It's good to because they use it a few times. Throughout the course of this series, it's kind of good as a red herring. It's also kind of good as like the the mysterious final diagnosis. But it's a perineoplastic syndrome, which is a, yeah, it, a real thing that you can get if you have cancer, where brain cells are very structurally similar to cancer cells, and sometimes your immune system, in thinking it's trying to fight the cancer cells, will actually attack brain cells and cause these perineoplastic syndrome. Yeah, I also want to note, too, that uh, Wilson, you know, he has good cause to suspect that because she says that her mother had breast cancer at the same age and yep. died of it. Yep. So, you know, there's, like, some genetic, you know, predisposition he's, you know, looking into. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so they go ahead and check, and, like, there's just nothing that shows up. So he thinks she might have this, you know, other form of uh, breast, you know, the form that is, like, undetectable, but so, like, you know, is killing the patient. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, because it's House MD, they go, hey, why don't you go check out her work? Because, you know, if it's like a virus or something, nobody else seems to have caught it from her. Her husband doesn't have this virus. Right. So Foreman goes to her work. Because she works as like, I forget the name of the title. It's like uh, they work at like an upscale, like, uh, you know, restaurant. And she like does the meat. She roasts the meat, I think. Yeah, I, it's not a saucier, it's, but it's like a grid. Something with a V. I care what it's called. Yeah, but basically she, she, produ- she. Um, does the gravies and the the roast meats? That's what she's in charge of. And then Foreman, who I, I have to say, he's like the very he's very astute. He notices everything. Whenever he goes to a house, mm-hmm. he finds something every every single time. I yep. mean, obviously it's a device for the program, but it's the character is by default like very observant. Yep. And so he sees like, oh, this restaurant it serves rabbit, and that you know to him it makes him think that it's a some disease. I can't remember what it's called. Tularemia, which can be caught from rabbits. Yeah, that's right. Right, rabbit fever, which is yeah, tularemia is the uh, right the scientific. Yeah, it's, yeah. So he thinks she caught this, and then the other, and the only other thing they think it could be because she starts to like get kind of an itch, and then she has like this. Uh, it's a disturbing like like watching it, is, uh, it creeps me out. Is like bugs just like start bursting out of her body. She screams, and you know they like House now thinks it's uh, this thing called uh, sleeping sickness, which. Is uh, he has no idea how she could get this because it's a disease that's pretty much found in Africa. I'm sure it can be found in other places, but I assume I don't really know. I'm guessing it's a mosquito-borne disease. It's actually so. It's um, yeah, it's African sleeping sickness or um, uh, human Africanus. Uh, something that starts with a uh, T. What is it? Um, Trypanosomiasis. Yeah, yeah. yeah Trypanosomiasis. Yeah. It's um it's from the tsetse fly, uh, and tsetse flies basically only exist in rural areas of Africa. So it's pretty much, um, you know, it's pre- impossible for her to have got yeah. Yeah, if if you haven't traveled to Africa, it's there's like you know you're not 
you're basically not going to get it. There, I think, I believe this might be one of the rarest uh, diagnoses uh, or diagnoses on the show because there's like fewer than there's like fewer than one thousand cases a year. Yeah, on the uh, zebra meter from this fandom site I'm using for reference, it's a ten out of ten. It's like you know, essentially impossible. But yeah, so she's never been to Africa. She's never apparently been out of the United States, uh, according to them. And she hasn't been around anyone who has been out of the United States. Um, you know, and, and it's like, you know, it's it's a bloodborne disease because it's, uh, you know, from infected tsetse flies. Uh, but House says he, he read, this is, uh, so House speaks several different languages, which we come to, to figure out through the... Uh, the course of the show, one of which is Portuguese. And he says, he quotes the in a Br- Brazilian um, medical texts, which basically says that anything that you can, that you can get through with blood, you can get through, uh, through sexual contact as well. And now you tell me, right. And he says, he says that there is some precedent. I don't believe there actually is in real life, but there is some precedent that someone could get or someone had gotten African sleeping sickness through sexual contact with someone who had been in Africa, even though they themselves had never been to Africa. So that's the, that's what he's saying is basically like if, but now they point out neither one of them has ever been to Africa. So he says, okay, if they cheated, then, you know, whoever they cheated with the person might've been to Africa and that's kind of how she got it. Um, so they ask, Cameron asks the husband and Foreman, no, Foreman asks the husband, I think, right? Or is it the other way around? Foreman asks the husband and Cameron asks the wife? Um, I think so. But yeah, um, uh, like Foreman, you know, butting heads with House, like he he asked at one point why House is so tough on him and not everyone else. And they say, oh, you know, House thinks more highly of you. And I think that's 100% true. I think House, you know, definitely has... Way more respect for Foreman than uh, Chase or Cameron. I mean, absolutely. I don't think he has any respect for Chase at all. Yeah, absolutely. I think at one hundred percent. I think he has some respect for Cameron at least a little bit. I think he thinks that she's smart. Um, you know, at, at, yeah, he, I think he's more curious about her than anything. I mean, he knows she has drive because he knows she doesn't have to be a doctor. Right. But yeah, if if there was someone that House, like if if you talked to House and got him to admit, like. Hey, is there any one of these people that could eventually take over your practice and do what you do? He would absolutely say Foreman. Like he's trying to basically mold him to be the next house. I think he sees a lot of himself in Foreman too, the hard headedness, you know, the bluntness when you need to be, but Foreman definitely has like more, you know, a, a much better bedside manner. And mm-hmm. he seems to be, he's, he cares, he's like more like a traditional doctor where you could probably see Foreman like getting into the medical field because he genuinely cares. Yep, absolutely. Whereas House, like, you know, admits, you know, openly that he just likes the puzzle of it. And I mean, I don't think it's any secret that, you know, I mean, obviously there's like a, a lot of people will consider like people in the medical profession to be like, you know, more like noble. I mean, honestly, a lot of it, and I, I'm perfectly fine with it being a lot of people are in it because it's a very lucrative field. I mean, sure. Foreman, you know, he, he's smart enough. He could have done well in any field he wanted to. He could have been, you know, in the finance field, made more than any doctor would make, but he genuinely cares about people. So that's like, he's like House with empathy, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the reason I don't care, uh, basically what people's I mean, I guess there are, you know, there there would be certain motivations 
that you might not want, uh, you know, people to go into the medical profession for. Hey, you know, there's a lot of uh, like Annie Wilkes. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of girls here that are in comas. You know, right. you wouldn't necessarily want that, but but oh no, for sure. But as far as like you know whether they go into it for the money or or you know or altruism or whatever, the reason I don't I don't care is because the bar is high. You have to do a lot of things. Yeah, yeah it's so high. Yeah, you got to go to a lot of school. You got to pass a lot of tests. Basically, the best of the best are who who's getting in, like who's becoming successful doctors. Sure. Um, yeah, me. Yeah, it's like the criteria for even getting into the program. Is we, it's such a weed out type thing, you know. It'll yeah. just like you know, get, you know, you're definitely getting a person who's. I mean, I work in the legal field. I've seen some dumb lawyers and some j- dumb judges. I don't know if I've ever seen a dumb doctor, like a doctor that's a complete. Idiot. No, I mean, like, I guess every once in a while you might run into a doctor that's just kind of given up. <laughs> oh, sure, that's possible. It's a highly stressful field, but there's definitely, I mean, uh, attorneys too, there is definitely an intelligence, you know, mm-hmm. bar, but I mean, it's it's not as high as it is for the medical field, for sure. Yeah, so it's like, if they're going into it for the money, I don't care, because I, I know that they're still going to be, I, I know they're still going to be really good, and in some ways that motivates them to be as, uh, you know, the best that they yeah, I, I'm I'm perfectly fine with a uh, a doctor who you know is in it just for the money and made all A's versus one who uh, you know is in it you know because their heart's really in it you know they're not like the best like you know student but they got all C's and you know the person who got all C's in uh, medical school is called doctor just like the A student. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, so it's like Foreman. You know, he's you know he, he he's like you know he doesn't understand, but they they both immediately recognize that you know he likes you know he likes you better. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another little subplot with Wilson, who's all fired up after he saw those knockers. Uh, yeah. he, House notices he's wearing like a, I think it's a green tie, and he's like, oh, that's your favorite color or something. Like, mm-hmm. And his wife and then, hates green. Yeah, and again, you know, another you know nod to the episode title, Fidelity. Uh, Wilson says he had lunch with one of his nurses. You know, nothing happened. He was like, I think she's new to the area, but you know, why a doctor would go to lunch with her, I don't know, but that's what happens. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, he like there, there was a little bit of uh, during that Christmas episode, there was a little bit of a hint that there was trouble in Wilson's marriage, and there's uh, even more of a hint in this episode that that stuff is going on. Right. And then, of course, uh, the big issue, as always, is uh, there's two different diagnoses, and the, you can really only, only use one treatment. Back in the uh, episode with the babies, where they were just killing babies left and right, yeah. we had the same thing where they it could be one thing or the other, and like they figured out, you know, they had to kill a baby, but they saved the rest of the, ba- mm-hmm. the baby. But in this one, the same thing, but it's like very cut and dry. Like this, this treatment for this uh, sleeping uh, sickness, which can only be possible if one of them is cheating on the other one yep. is very dangerous. It kills like 10% of people or something like that, that do it or something like that. It's, it's, so it's, they can't do both treatments essentially, which mm-hmm. is always the case in house. I mean, they're, you know, it's one or the other. It's like basically like a, you know, Schrodinger's cat kind of experiment each, each episode. Yeah. And then the, the, the other one, the one for tularemia can give you can uh, aplastic anemia, I think it is, or some sort of cancer. Um, so, they're like, well, okay, we'll do this one because we'll do the tularemia one because it's slightly less, um, it's slightly less uh, dangerous, is what Cameron says. And basically, House says, look, if they're not cheating, then it can't be sleeping sickness. So ask them. So that's when they go and ask them. And Foreman and and Cameron both make it pretty like crystal clear. Hey, if you lie to us and you were cheating, then 
you know, you're going to die because we're not going to treat you for the sleeping sickness. Right. And it, you're going to die. So uh, prison break says he didn't cheat on her. And, you know, the wife says that she didn't cheat on him. Um, and then so they give her the treatment for tularemia. She starts getting worse. And uh, yeah, she starts having like short term memory loss. She keeps saying what time it is. Yep. And then she just goes into a coma, and then, you know, she's taken out of the equation as far as asking about fidelity of this. Yeah. And this, the coma rules out the tularemia completely, so it can only be sleeping sickness at this point. Pretty much, yeah. So House goes to prison break and says, look, um, if you're 100% sure she didn't cheat on you, then, you know, don't sigh. Because he's like, he says to him, he's like, look, the treatment for this... Is like you said. Now, now they they're playing a little bit with the percentages. So really, what it is is about five percent. It kills about five. The treatment kills about five percent of. Uh, not that that's great, but it kills about five percent of the uh, the people treated with it. What happens is about ten percent of people get uh, encephal uh, uh, yeah encephalitis from the treatment, and about half of them die. So effectively, you know, they're, so they're they're kind of playing with it a little bit because like ten percent do develop this complication uh and but uh, but in reality basically uh, like five percent of them die from it so um sure i wonder if there's like some requirement as far as what the, i wonder if there's like a, obviously there's an ethical like you know situation mm-hmm. but what if doctors have a legal obligation to like give a percentage you know yeah i don't know that's a, that's an interesting and how often i mean because i mean how much of that is just guessing you know like oh there's a 30 percent chance this will kill you like i'm not doing that but maybe it was only a five percent chance Right, exactly. But yeah, so right. like, so he says to him, "You've got to sign this waiver uh, if we if to, to treat. We can't treat her. It's illegal for us to treat her without you saying it's okay to treat her with this. So if you think that there's no way she cheated on you, then don't do it. But if there's even a like a hint of a chance that she could have done it, and as House says that she wasn't perfect, you know, one time, then let me uh, you know treat her for this." And, you know, save her life. So he said, you know, eventually, I guess he signs off on it. And they start. Yeah, he says he can't 100% rule it out. And they start the treatment. Which is funny. Like, all of this stuff about the uh, the Malarsoprol is, is absolutely true, too. Because um, I read up about it. Um, I think I read up about it before the episode, too. Maybe when I watched the episode for the very first time. But then I read up about it again. Uh, after we watch the episode and it is absolutely described as arsenic in antifreeze, which is what uh, chase calls it. Um, it's basically, and it's chemically very similar. Uh, there's it's, it's an arsenic sulfide acid, basically. Um, it's some nasty shit. It melts plastic. Um, so they have to use special IV tubing and they have to use special glass, um, glass uh, syringes in order to inject it it is injected basically the, like they're a hundred percent accurate about everything uh when it comes to this drug basically uh it, it it is uh that greenish like sickly looking color um it it's not water soluble so it has to be mixed in um you know like an alcoholic like alcoholic uh, kind of solution um and it's like chase said you know, it's kind of lucky she's in a coma because it does. It's basically pouring acid in your blood, so it does uh, like hurt really badly uh, when you do it, and it can easily lead to blood toxicity. It can make your blood uh, uh, toxic to your body. Uh, so it's it's a nasty fucking treatment, 
but um, it's and they and because of that, they try not to use it. Uh, but she obviously there are two type there are two subtypes of um, African sleeping sickness. One is a lot rarer than the, than the other one, and that must be the one she has because that's the only treatment uh, for stage two, which is when there's neurological involvement uh, for that that one. So that's uh, that's why they use it. And um, they, you know, she's like she's kind of not getting better. Um, she's you know she's it's taking longer than they really kind of think it should take. Um, and Cameron goes to talk to, uh, the husband and she's talking to him and, and he says, he says, you know, it sucks because like, he's like, part of me doesn't want her to get better because if she gets better, it means she cheated on me. And that like, he's devastated basically, uh, if that's the case. Um, and he's like, so part of me doesn't want her to get better. Does that make me a terrible person? And you can see Cameron kind of tearing up and she's like, Yes. And then walks out. But she goes to clean a centrifuge and it becomes clear that, um, that the reason that she said that the reason that she thinks that he would be a terrible person, uh, for this is because, uh, she, and she, she admits this. No. Okay. She admits this to, to house too, that, um, she had a husband who who died um you know from he had what kind of cancer did, did what kind of cancer did she say he had was it um was it liver cancer thyroid i think thyroid cancer that's right so yeah he had he had thyroid cancer and you know she married him 6 months later he was dead and so that's kind of why you know that's obviously why she wanted the case so husband and wife she feels she wants to save them because this is what she lost or whatever. And that's why she tells, um, you know, the husband that he's a terrible person if he doesn't want the wife to get better. And house says, yeah, that's not the whole story though. Um, you know, if yeah, house knows that if he had thyroid cancer, he would have lived longer than this. She would have known would before she got married that he had it. Exactly. And, and so, but she got married anyway. So she married a dying man. She does also, equate herself to him a little bit in this uh, thing too. It's subtle, but she's, you know, he's like, you know, he's basically talking about the pathology of why she did this. And, um, she's like, um, you know, she says something like, yeah, it's that or, or, or hating people or something like that. She basically is saying like, you know, we're alike kind of thing. Um, right. we just handled, uh, you know, our stuff in different ways. Um, which is sort of true, if, like if you know, if you look at the, the the series as a whole. Um, but anyway, so the the wife, like he, so he basically says, you know, please don't die to to her, and she does, you know, she she basically snaps out of it at that point. The the treatment starts to work, and you know, she had African sleeping sickness, and uh, you know, there's a little time passes. Uh, she's getting better. And the husband is packing his bag and leaving. He had been by her side the entire time. And now he's leaving because she cheated on him and he's just, he's fucking done with it. Um, and she's sobbing her eyes out and everything. And, and, you know, they try to say, Hey, you know, it might be okay. He might come back, whatever. Uh, he might get over it. He'll, he'll forgive, you know, it's possible he'll forgive you. But they ask her who, who was it? We need to talk to whoever it was that you had an affair with. Because 
they need to get treated. Yeah, they also have it. Yeah, which is weird. Uh, the whole thing's weird when you think to me when you think about it because they go and who is it? It's uh, fucking dude, bro, from the beginning that was jogging that wanted to know if the guy had sex with his wife. Right. Um. Yeah. So it, uh, it's you know, and it, obviously, well, not obviously, but he seems to be married as well. He's got a young child, you know, in front of. That. Yeah. So the, I mean, they definitely hit the core of this uh, episode, and uh, again with our, so we have our side patient, um, the oh, large-breasted yeah. woman. That's right. And uh, it turns out that they they, they kind of figure out that uh, her husband is older than him, and he's taking these beta blockers, which kind of like lower his sex drive. Yeah, because he's, he's she, he has uh, high blood pressure, so yeah, that, that's a side yeah. effect. So they they this is this is really fucked up. They find out that he's been like putting them in her coffee or something he makes her in the morning. Oatmeal. I can't remember what it was. Oatmeal, yeah. So. He's been putting these drugs in her oatmeal to, like, you know, make her not want to have sex as much with him. Mm-hmm. And then she 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 doesn't seem super outraged. She's not like very upset by this. Yeah, I, I mean, she definitely just like, oh, be. that explains it. That explains it. And then like he kind of like goes, yeah, just don't eat the oatmeal or something. Like that. I mean, that's just kind of how they solve this one. When it's like a really fucked up like situation. Yeah, there's a lot going on in that household. Uh, he clearly doesn't he's, trust her at all. I mean, he's got this, like, hypersexual, uh, large-breasted woman at his uh, command who, uh, you know, goes out of her way to please him. And then he's like, yeah, don't be so sexual. Yeah. It's like, why don't you... But you know, beta blockers aren't the only thing to treat high blood pressure. Switch to something else, man. There are, it's true. There are pills out there that treat high blood pressure that don't lower your sex drive. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but they, the only thing that really bothers me about this episode, I mean, other than what we just talked about is the guy that she cheated with is not sick. Like, he might be... Yeah, I don't get that at all. He might be, like, a little sick, but in order for her to have African sleeping sickness and get to the point where she's having neurological symptoms, it's weeks. It's like like at least a couple weeks. I know they play a little bit with the timelines on this and everything, but he would have had to have traveled to Africa, gotten bit by a tsetse fly, and got uh, African sleeping sickness... Before her, before she got it, and then giving it to right. her through sexual, you know, like you would think he would be feeling sick first. Yeah, but he's jogging. Yeah. Like they should have gone there and like seen the kid and been like, hey, is your dad here? And they'd be like, oh, my dad died two days ago. Did you hear in the papers about the African sleeping uh, sickness outbreak? Right, yeah. It's like, and that's the other thing too, is like, there's no way. You can get African sleeping sickness from sexual. I mean, come on. So many Let's more hope, people huh? would have it. Yeah. I mean, because I sleep with an African prostitute every night. Yeah, see, uh, Liam Neeson once slept with an African prostitute, but she didn't have uh, the sleeping sickness. She <laughs> no. had something else entirely. Yeah. <laughs> her, body, her body was riddled with it. <laughs> Do you know what it was? I think I can get. That is still the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's really, um, we're referring to an episode of uh, Life is Short. Yeah. There's a clip, if you can find it, where Liam Neeson is uh, trying to find out whether or not he's funny. It's gold. <laughs> yes, it's awesome. Just look up, try to find Liam Neeson, Life is Short, or I think you can find Life is Short on one of the streaming services and just find out what episode that is. It's, it is... It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's Ricky it, it used to be on YouTube. But yeah. yeah. Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant, um, Peter, or not Warwick Peter, Davis. Yeah, Warwick Davis is, is there for 
basically to to mug to the camera a little bit. Well, the show is about him. Life is short as a reference to his uh, yeah. dwarfism, I think. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, but he. I mean, yeah, everybody is perfect in this. Uh, it's like a sketch, yeah. essentially. It's it's a. It's it's hilarious, but yeah, I mean, I I mean by mug at the camera, I mean just in this scene. Uh, Warwick Davis is hilarious in in most of the the show. It's about him and him him and his wife having problems getting divorced and and all that kind of stuff. And he wants to to get back on top. He feels like that's gonna like solve all of his problems in life. But yeah, it's a it's a very good show. Just in general, you should you should watch it. Uh, but anyway, that's our yeah. uh, that's our episode. What did well? What did you yeah, think? Yeah, I really like this episode. I did too. I liked this episode a lot too. It was, it was firing on all cylinders for sure. I mean, it's the whole thing's inter- interesting. It's entertaining. I mean, it's it's very crisp dialogue wise. There's not like a waste. There's no part of this that I felt like they could have taken. Yeah, we get more Wilson this episode, which which I always like. Uh, you know, when we get more Wilson, yeah, he's a fun character so far. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's our episode for tonight. Uh, we will see you next time. Uh, bye. I mean, I'm like in a dead poet society. He's not hanging himself. <laughs> yeah. Or was it? A, I think he shot himself in the head. Actually. Yeah. Maybe he's hanging by his neck in his fucking closet. Scenario number two. They call that one. Yep. All right. We'll or the ho- the Hollywood hangman call it scenario number one. That's right. The Hollywood hang. We got to talk about that sometime. Uh, we should. You. We should do a special. Just on Randy Quaid and the Hollywood Hangman. Yes, we should. All right. We will see you next time. Bye. See you next time.